0: Welcome! This is a podcast dedicated towards understanding the guidance and ideals contained within Xinyuan, Buddhist practices. It is meant as a way to find additional insight into your own everyday actions, reinforce your understanding of the Dharma, and a different way to present each month's guiding principles. Let's begin. January 2015, Shinyo Podcast, Awareness of Needs, Defining Selflessness, Qualifying Our Conversations, Know Yourself as You Get to Know Others, The Difficult Task of Acting as Themselves. From the Shinyo 2015 Annual Guidance Notes, This year's items of practice, 1. Contributing to the world through selfless acts, 2. Nurturing good roots through practice, Guidelines are simple until you read them. Let's take a look at selfless acts. By definition, those would be acts for anyone or anything other than yourself. But if you thought someone needed something, isn't that a selfless act? When you look in a mirror, are you able to see yourself as others see you? This is why doctors and scientists invest so much of their education learning diagnostic and forensic routines, because really what you see and perceive is being filtered through a mind that was produced as the sum total of your entire life's experiences, good or bad, and that results in an alteration of the perception. The observation that we are our own worst critics is another way to see the same dilemma we can't judge ourselves very accurately nor constructively, so how could we, can we be at judging others? How can we possibly guess what the other person's need is if we can't trust our own perception of that need? Well, we listen to the other person. By listening carefully and with clarification of what we are hearing, we can come much closer to an accurate if less self-satisfying answer. Reiterative of note, The model of the sales cycle is used herein because the accuracy of the communication cycle directly and measurably relates to the satisfaction level of both parties involved, whether material, financial, or even emotional satisfaction with the process. In other words, it's simpler to study and understand. Continuing the discussion of the principles of selling, in order to qualify the customer, we intend to determine several things. Parentheticals will indicate the sales-related concepts. Identify the person's needs. What do they want to achieve? Determine if anything we have to offer would fulfill any of those needs. What do we sell that meets the want? Establish ability for the person to adopt fulfillment of the need. Are they willing to buy it? Find out if the person is willing to pursue the change needed to complete the transaction, write up the sale. Note that not one of these tasks asks, can the person afford what we are selling? Does the person have actual skill or talent needed to use what they are buying? Well, that's the big difference between basic selling and the basis for this podcast. Setting a good example for others through living. Selling is about addressing immediate needs often because in a competitive market, you can never be sure how loyal a customer can be for each and every sale. We might feel better as a customer if the salesperson simply said, you know, I don't recommend you buy this. You'll never really be able to do with it what you want to accomplish. But that salesperson's livelihood depends on those sales dollars and not much good or bad advice. The odd thing is we often approach giving support to others in the same fashion. We take a guess at what they are trying to achieve and immediately try to provide a solution that in our mind would solve everything. That would be akin to having a conversation with a friend such as, Hi, how are you doing? Oh, I'm okay. I'm just a little depressed these days. I know. Just follow these 12 steps, join this program, and start doing this training course, and you'll be all better forever. Just follow me and sign here. In our interactions with others, it always reinforces the likelihood of having a successful communication by listening first. If you feel motivated to start a conversation with someone because you wanted to vent about how stressful life had become, or to listen to all of your recent triumphs and accomplishments, that conversation would probably be better received if you asked permission of the other person first. I just had a horrible experience, do you mind listening? And be sure that the response is an affirmative. yes, I'm ready to listen and not a qualified Yeah, sure. By starting with self-reflection, whether through meditation, counseling groups, journaling, or whatever works for you, the discovery of what makes you move, feel, and grow, or conversely shrink, avoid, and immobilize, leads to transformation of how you deal with others and ultimately reinforcement of every relationship you share with others. This reminds me of an interesting observation about actors and acting which often comes up during the why-do-we-want-to-become-an-actor portion of many introductory workshops on the subject. Actors are often more comfortable being extremely detailed and emotionally rich when playing anyone other than themselves. That's not to say they don't like themselves or don't like looking into mirrors, but they develop a certain skill at being able to portray a character with amplified attributes and can emotionally invest in that character in a way which is not as simple to do with themselves. Why is that safer to play a homicidal maniac or hopelessly romantic character than deal with one's own neuroses and troubles? Because actors have their own safe word. The director says, CUT! In life, we are the only ones who have the true capacities to tell ourselves, CUT! meaning that's enough you did it let's move on psychologically when you know there's an end to the pain madness sadness endless joy or any of these hyperbolic emotional states it's easier for you to go there and realize you can come back when you go there and don't come back we turn that as a psychosis and identifying that by yourself is pretty difficult In Buddhism, we talk about how we are the product of 10 prior generations of our ancestry. That's how far back or far forward every action you or someone else takes can affect someone else, whether you know them or not, and most likely not. The reasoning behind the generations is because as a communal species, we reproduce generally with those with whom we've had a significant influence on our lives. If 10 generations of loving-kindness and care-filled harmonious parentage produced you, the likelihood that you're a pretty worry-free and emotionally content person is pretty high. For those of us with a less-than-perfect 10-generation lineage, which is about 99.99998% of all people, there are many reasons we feel the need for dependency, infidelity, lying, stealing, or attraction to wealth, power, elitism, and arrogance. We can point a finger at any of those 10 generations worth of individuals and declare, ha that's why I do that. Or you can take action and do something about it. For the sake of completeness, this year's 2015 annual guideline is, As we enhance Oyo Sono, let us further share the light of Saisho as revealed in Shinyo in the light of upholding the Dharma. That's it for this month. Thank you for listening. For more information, feel free to email me at jlui at jlui.net or Twitter at jhlui1. With a show, this is James.